This is Health Unabashed on Healthcare Now Radio. The show spotlights promising health and wellness innovations, enabling sustainability and equity for all stakeholders in the healthcare delivery and financing system. Hosted by digital health advocate, author, and thought leader, Gil Bash, the show features the thought-provoking ideas, people, and companies that are making a difference. I'm Greg Masters, executive producer and co-host of the show, and join Gil as we engage top industry talent who share their insights and best practices to drive the transformational imperative. On today's show, our guest is Ramita Tandon, the Chief Clinical Trials Officer at Walgreens, responsible for leading and driving growth for the company's new Clinical Trials Division. Ramita works across the healthcare and life sciences industries to enable next-generation clinical trials so that effective breakthrough treatments reach patients faster. And with that brief introduction, Gil, over to you. Greg. I want to thank you once again for that magnificent introduction. We've got an incredible guest. I know someone who you've been very eager to have on the program. I've been super eager to have Ramita Ramita Tandon on the program since I met her in Chicago, where she was a keynote speaker on the main stage at the Drug Information Association meeting, the DIA meeting, which is probably one of the larger life science meetings in the world. And Ramita was there um, with many of her new colleagues, new colleagues, I say, because she has been charged as chief clinical trials officer of Walgreens, probably one of the largest um, community pharmacy centers in the world between what Walgreens has in the United States and around the world. She is really charged with taking a, um, an, a company that is really known, not just for being close to our neighborhoods, close to our towns, but actually close to our hearts and health. And Ramita and I had a chance to speak during one of the um, breaks of the sessions. I was incredibly impressed and I said, wow, we've got to get her on the show and here she is. So Ramita, I want to thank you so much for your joining us here on Health Unabashed. And you've had an amazing career. I think that all these steps have led up to this moment. I just just want to share with our listeners, obviously, Walgreens is a big name and you've got a big job, but you've had big jobs before. This is obviously a a labor of love. So I know just beforehand, you were the chief operating officer at Trio Health. And before that, you were the executive vice president of commercialization and outcomes at ICON. You were Senior Vice President Patient Engagement and the Unit General Manager in Inventive Health Commercial. And you, you did a stint also at, um, at CRO, Clinical Research Association um, giant, uh, organization giant par excel. You've kind of like touched or checked all the boxes when it comes to every single element of what makes the clinical trial process, the drug development process work for people, for companies, for people, for sponsors. Now you've taken upon yourself, I I would say a task, not just for Walgreens, but perhaps for the health of the nation to change the face of clinical trials, to make it friendlier, more accessible and more valuable to the consumer. Welcome. And I am thrilled to ask you a very important question. This is a big job. You're starting a unit of Walgreens. What enticed you to jump aboard and say, yeah, I'm ready to disrupt the clinical trial process? 
Well, first and foremost, uh, Gail and Greg, thank you so much for having me here today. And, and you're right, it's good for us to reconnect, Gail, after our conversations at, in Chicago. Um, it's an exciting time for us here and for myself here at Walgreens. You know, I, as you um, nicely put it, I've spent um, a lion's share of my career in the life sciences space and in clinical trials for the past 25 years in a number of CROs. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I've always been very focused in looking at challenging the status quo, you know, and, and different ways to operationalize the drug development process, whether it's using technology, whether it's using real world evidence, um, even digital patient engagement modalities, but ultimately, how do we find those patients and how do we deliver be better health outcomes has always been sort of my mission. Um, uh, certainly, you know, I think around 2016, when the 21 first century act was officially signed, it allowed me to really capture on a lot of these emerging trends around technology, data, and, you know, digitization, and really start to invoke the change that I think we've needed for a very long time, but it's taken some time for us to get there. And so I've been very focused in, you know, um, finding ways to just push the envelope, challenge the status quo, bring forth this innovation into life sciences ecosystem and the drug development process. So whether it's, you know, looking at ways to design better protocols, finding better ways to engage patients, using real world data um, and the insights that we now know what's happening in a real world setting, leverage that to, um, you know, um, design drug development process better. So when this opportunity at Walgreens presented to, uh, itself to me, I, I have to say I was, it, it took me a while to kind of think through it a little bit more to understand a retail giant like Walgreens, you know, what does it have to do with the broader healthcare ecosystem, let alone clinical trials? Right now, Walgreens has done some work in clinical trials where they have, um, you know, sent out advertisements or what I call passive recruitment to the general population just to raise awareness around clinical trials. But as you think about the world of clinical trials and the ecosystem and people part that partake in this ecosystem, it's pretty crowded and fragmented also and fragmented Gil, Absolutely. So then as I thought through the opportunity and I had a number of conversations with Roz and um, James, our, our CFO, to understand, um, does it make sense for Walgreens to get into this space? And if it does, what will we do different and what kind of value will we drive into this clinical trial ecosystem, but also to our primary constituents, which is our Walgreens consumers and our patients? And so for me, it's the national scale. It's the footprint. We have 9,000 stores across the US. 78% of the US population is within five miles from the Walgreens. And to me, it was for everything that I've done over the past 25 years, all the various business models that I've put in place um, or startups that I've been part of, it was how do we take all of those learnings, good, bad, and ugly, bring it into Walgreens so that we could create a business model that would help move the needle in, and start tackling some of those juggernaut issues that we've all seen, whether it's barriers to participation, 
whether it's health equity, diversity, um, and even that mistrust in our local communities. So for me, this was just an awesome opportunity. Awesome opportunity. Um, I'm glad for Walgreens you said yes. I'm glad for the objectives that you set down for yourself you said yes. No, you, you said something that I think is I just wanted to pick up on. It's a vast health ecosystem. It's a fragmented system. And you know, I think of Walgreens specifically and its understanding of the payer system. Um, your staff are dealing with patient needs and urgency all the time. You're dealing with physicians. They're calling up physicians. You're dealing with knowledge of a patient's uh, health insurance plan if there's step through issues or prior authorization issues. You know, when you think of Walgreens, we, we, we have this tendency to think of in front of the counter, the shampoo, the shaving cream, um, the greeting cards, the, uh, the healthy snacks, uh, the coupons and so forth. But when you think of what goes in to the training of a farm D um, and the farm tech staff and Walgreens recognizing that they're already recognized as a center of care, certainly during um, the COVID vaccination period and flu, um, flu inoculations. You know, pharmacy, community pharmacy serves a mega lift role. Uh, could, you, could you share with us? I think we already have an affinity for Walgreens as a center to address our health needs, whether they be simplistic, like, you know, I, I need. Um, <laughs> I need an analgesic to a little more complex, like I'm coming in to pick up my, my medication for high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, asthma, the, all the non-communicable diseases that we face that are serious if unmanaged. Can, can you share with me a little bit about um, the granularity of your vision in terms of how you're going to sort of engage the consumer invite them to participate in the clinical trial process. And, and also, you know, we, we tend to think of breakthrough medicines when we think of clinical trials, but in fact, we need vast improvement on medicines that deal with non-communicable diseases, common diseases that sadly result in, I think, you know, more than 70% of untimely deaths. So look, I think um, as I see it, consumerism in healthcare is, is complicated. And given the emotional charge of illnesses and the complexity of our delivery systems, we know that a consumer-focused healthcare industry is inevitable. But I think today, as you just rightly pointed out, healthcare is isolating and exhausting for so many, right? While science and technology you know, has and continues to make tremendous progress, we know that care doesn't always reach those that need it. And the drug development process, you know, we used to say sometimes slow, but it is slow and produces a vast variety of disparities in the outcomes that oftentimes lives, leaves people in communities either, you know, confused or mistrustful, right? So, and we've also seen as a result of this current healthcare ecosystem, the costs remain high. It's, it sometimes hinders innovative solutions and it puts the system at odds in itself. And so, you know, in general, I think entities, I think we all agree that all the players in this ecosystem need to be able to align and integrate in a way that it can optimize on this whole value chain, 
right? So it's important for us to then keep up with the patient and consumer's needs. And so for my opinion, patients ought to be thought of as a consumer and the drug development innovation therefore needs to incorporate more of a proactive systematic approach on how we you know look at consumers and patients needs as we move towards what i call interoperable health and so from a clinical trials perspective we believe this is one way to bring those entities together in a way that we can start to help advance and move the needle around this value chain for the drug development process. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Health Unabashed on Healthcare Now Radio. Our guest is Ramita Tandon, the Chief Clinical Trials Officer at Walgreens, responsible for leading and driving growth for the company's new clinical trials division. I love what you're saying because, you know, we're always people. We're sometimes patients. But when we walk into a pharmacy, when we walk into Walgreens, um, you know, we, we expect to be treated like a customer. For some reason, when we walk into a, um, a medical facility, it, it's intimidating. Um, you know, it, there, there's an anxiety that's produced just by walking into the lobby. When you walk into Walgreens, I don't think you feel that same form of anxiety. Uh, you know, I also think that this whole concept that you're championing for this country um, taps into the actual, the, the truest um, aspirations of the pharmacist. The, the, the pharmacist, you know, obviously we, we see them as a trusted health professional. I know that all the, the Harris polls and all this, the pharmacist, I think, remains probably the most trusted professional in the U.S. health infrastructure, uh, maybe in, um, in U.S. health economy. Uh, so obviously you're tapping into people who are trusted, you're tapping into a location that is comfortable. You're, you're tapping into a location that has great wisdom about what other medicines um, or health needs that consumer may have. Um, you understand the payer system and the reimbursement system extremely well. You live and breathe it for the sake of, of people. Some people actually need to be recommended to involve themselves in a clinical trial simply because they cannot afford some of the newer, you know, sort of like innovative cares um, products. So getting into a trial is a great way to get exceptional care and, and access to therapy they wouldn't have otherwise. It, it, it really strikes me as phenomenal. I, I, but I want to return to something you said that I think is so important. You know, along with COVID, we've moved to a hybrid health system. We have uh, recognized that we want to be in safe space when we're accessing the system. And, um, and also we recognize that we have to engage and address some of the pressing health disparity issues uh, of this country. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts about that? How can you, your leadership and Walgreens begin to lean in and simply by making health more accessible, of course, but um, any thoughts or you know, sort of a philosophical approach to tackling probably one of the great injustices of um, one of the world's greatest economies? Yeah, look, I think as healthcare and pharmaceutical uh, industry emerges out of the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, we certainly have seen the impact of the pandemic across the entire healthcare ecosystem and it's being felt. And I think as a result, many companies are, including Walgreens, 
are strengthening their focus on patient centricity, right? Leaders that are across the spectrum are now refocusing on both new and existing opportunities that are ranging from human capital, research, innovation, whether it's data, digital initiatives, to really develop more of a robust healthcare framework. And for us at, at Walgreens, as we think about the clinical trials business, it's about you know, improving the patient experience and the connectivity of both care and research, in my opinion, now becomes paramount to drive outcomes, better outcomes in this ecosystem of players that are all pushing ahead to really solve some of these big problems around access coordination, continuity, engagement, and then ultimately personalization. So from our perspective, as we've launched this new clinical trials business, it's really meant to redefine the patient experience and increase access across communities that have never had access to clinical research before. And once we bring access and we allow for communities to understand and be educated around the value that clinical trials can have on their health outcomes, we believe that starts to reduce barriers in participation. And ultimately, if we can get these folks in these communities who've historically never been you know, participants of research, get them to be educated, empowered, to make that decision to participate, we believe then ultimately it also can improve the retention of patients in clinical trials, because that's the other huge juggernaut, is that you know, as an industry, we spent so much money to find the patient get the patient to sign up, but then the barriers are sometimes too high that they don't stay on for the trial. And then we lose valuable information on that patient, whether it's quantitative or qualitative information on the patient to contribute in overall clinical research. And ultimately we're stuck with a still a small cohort of patients that ultimately participate and data is produced. Now, this is so important. I, I did a study in 1993 dating myself a little bit, but that's good. I've earned all these white hairs. I did a study on um, taking a look at the delay of, of filing for FDA review and approval of a medication. And you, you talk about how studies sort of like stretch out or you have to increase the power of the study and not really thinking through your, um, your diversity of enrollment in the study, which is becoming much more important. You know, the ratio of and gender, the ratio of, of, um, of, of people of color, all of that to make sure that the trial is inclusive of the population we seek to study. And what I, I looked at was for every month of delay of filing and potentially receiving an FDA approval, what the cost of delay meant to the holder of the patent. And I used as an example, at that time, multi-billion dollar products like the um, um, like a Tagamet or a Zantac or so forth, that when they were going off patent, if they had gotten their approval three months earlier, what those three months would have meant in terms of return on investment. And actually, when you think of the products, that's the highest period of earning for a prescription product is that last year. Um, and losing three months alone could be you know, worth you know, north of a billion dollars or billions of dollars. So you know, finding the right partner becomes a sort of a mission critical aspect to that. Um, you know, I, I think that's so critical because without understanding 
without understanding the value of Walgreens as a partner, we, we not only uh, potentially allow injustice to continue for, for those companies that are looking at this as how do we get this done really well and file for FDA review, we're talking about either accelerating the process, being inclusive in the process or delaying the process. So I, I wanna ask you uh, sort of like that, that um, million dollar question along the lines. Let's say we're chatting, and I, I think you're going to be a keynote at the CNS summit. I am. Is that correct? I am this November. I'm looking forward. I'm there. I'm I'm there. I'm looking forward to hearing your your words. Of course, that is the place to go in the life science industry, and that's the stage you're going to be on there. So that will be in November. Um, so I'm not going to ask you to preempt your talk. I won't do that. I'm I'm curious, um, but I won't. Um, I'll, I'll have to wait till then. But let's say after it's over, or at the end of the year, if we were to have this conversation again, what would you want the most memorable thing to be in terms of what you and Walgreens, all your colleagues, and you've assembled like an A-plus team. I've met many of them. I'm impressed. What should we look forward to at the end of the year if we were having this, this conversation then? You know, Gail, I think as you were talking, you, you've hit on something that's very important to me as to why I, you know, came to Walgreens to build out this business. But more importantly, it's the why. why. Why is Walgreens doing what it's doing in clinical trials? You know, I think you touched on, you know, from a from a manufacturer's perspective, the delays that that impact them financially. But more importantly, as an industry, we, we all recognize the current clinical research enterprise system is antiquated and it's in crisis. I mean, nearly 80% of the trials failed to meet the enrollment goals um, in the timeframes that have been set up. And as you noted, I mean, it, it leaves, you know, billions of dollars of delays every year. But what's a staggering uh, statistic that impacts this nation is that only 5% of the US population participates in clinical trials. And of that cohort, three quarters are Caucasian male. So to me, that is the big reason of why Walgreens needs to do what it needs to do because we need to start you know, giving access of clinical trials into our local communities. We need to move the needle of people that are participating in trials so we can start to see new therapies that are representative of the, of the swath of this, of this nation. And today it's not. And then finally, you know, my belief and our belief is that clinical trials should not be viewed as a simple research exercise, but rather should be viewed as a clinical care option so that it's not sitting within an academic care setting and that's, that's fine, but that every physician practice, when a patient comes to their provider and if a standard of therapy is not suitable for their current condition, that a clinical trial is offered as an option that's what I would like to see happening. And that's the messaging we want out there today uh, into the industry. And that's our why. You know, that's, yeah, I was gonna say, your background's in public health. I know you studied in Boston public health and Michigan as well in public health. It's, it's in your soul. And that, I, I guess that was sort of at the, at the beginning of your uh, career journey. So you, you're clearly motivated from a public health standpoint. And you recognize that when public health and business unite, we have our best opportunity to improve, uh, improve, 
sustain, save people's lives. Um, you, you, you said some very startling statistics about how many people are involved in clinical trials, about the composition of clinical trials being predominantly white males. You, you talked about the, the loss of time um, and, and therefore the loss of access to great care. You've talked about not only improved care through participating in a trial, I would imagine just by being in closer contact with um, a pharmacist, a pharmacy, you're probably talking about improved adherence to medications that they're currently on. You've talked about a, a radical mind shift of saying um, patients are customers, they're consumers, and we, they need to be engaged as the customer of the system, not as another thing. You know, one thing I, I just want to get your impression on, I often sense, not from your words or what you and Walgreens represent, but from our, our sector's experience, that we sometimes don't see the patient as the customer of the system. We see the system as the customer of the system. It is its own beast and customer. Uh, it, I get the sense that you, you wanna you wanna tilt, you sort of tilt the scale in favor of the patient, of the patient, the person becoming the customer of the system. Is that accurate? 100%. Um, I think, Gil, as we, you know, look at healthcare, I mean, I think you point, you referenced something early on is that, look, trust, in my opinion, is the main currency uh, is, that's going to be very critical if we're going to have to move the needle on some of the big issues that, that I mentioned that we're all facing, whether it's the broader healthcare ecosystem or in the clinical trials landscape. But healthcare is inherently local. And all the communities, from my perspective, should have equitable access to care. You know, and Walgreens, because we're a highly trusted and respected brand for more than 120 years, we have very strong relationships with every local community across this nation, which means we understand from a patient's perspective what they need, what they're struggling with. And so as we think about you know, what happened during the COVID-19 pandemic, and it was quite transformational for us as a nation, but also for us you know, here at Walgreens, it reinforced the central role that we as a retail pharmacy can play in advancing you know, community health. I'm thrilled that you've taken this new leadership role upon yourself. I'm thrilled that Walgreens decided to lean into you and uh, have you take the charge. It has been a thrill speaking with you. I'm looking forward to seeing you in November at the CNS Summit, and I'm looking forward to following you and Walgreens' continued success. And that's a wrap for today's broadcast. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in and our special guest, Ramita Tandon, the Chief Clinical Trials Officer at Walgreens. Do follow Ramita and her team's work at Walgreens Health via the Clinical Trials tab at www.walgreenshealth.com. You can learn more about Health Unabashed on the program page at healthcarenowradio.com. We air weekdays at 10.30 a.m., 6.30 p.m., and 2.30 a.m. Eastern, or 7.30 a.m., 3.30 p.m., and 11.30 p.m. Pacific. Let's keep the conversation going with Gil and me on Twitter by connecting with us via Gil underscore Bash, and that's B-A-S-H-E, and Greg Masters, M-P-H, and that's Greg with two Gs. And do remember to tag your tweets with hashtag health unabashed. Until next time, stay unapologetically passionate about improving health.